0: This is Tuesday, August 3rd, today I'm with my family in the mountains of North Carolina, high up. Now, our family has had a home here for generations. It's always cool because of the elevation, and the sight is beautiful. But there is one major drawback. At this height, water is extremely scarce. The house is supplied with water by a well on the property that is almost 500 feet deep. And even then, we must be very careful to conserve water while we're here. Water is a major problem across the world. As populations grow in the world's great cities, water supplies are strained. At this moment in the southwest United States, there's an immense water crisis. Israel experienced this problem throughout their years in the wilderness. There were a number of significant oases that provided resources for the Lord's people. But with as many people as were on the move as they had, the problem persisted. Now here's our text for today, Numbers chapter 20, beginning in verse 1. And the people of Israel, the whole congregation, came into the wilderness of Zin in the first month, and the people stayed in Kadesh. And Miriam died there and was buried there. There was no water for the congregation. They assembled themselves together against Moses and against Aaron. And the people quarreled with Moses and said, Would that we had perished when our brothers perished before the Lord. Why have you brought the assembly of the Lord into the wilderness, that we should die here, both we and our cattle? And why have you made us come up out of Egypt, To bring us to this evil place. It is no place for grain or figs or vines or pomegranates. And there is no water to drink. Now this scene sadly begins with the death of Miriam. I don't think it's a coincidence that the people find no water to drink at this time. Here physical thirst and dryness reflects an even deeper spiritual dryness. It's amazing how Scripture announces this immense loss. Miriam had been a leader among the women. She'd been largely responsible for saving Moses when he was a baby. As a young woman, she knew the Lord, and and God gave her a deep understanding of His ways. Her presence provided stability for her family and her people, and now she was gone. Her death also signaled the passing of a generation. And there are so many lessons here for us. First, we know that our time is limited. Even the most important leaders in the community only serve for a season. The faith is always being passed from generation to generation. One person has the place of leadership, but not for long. And This is good for us because it reminds us that God alone sustains us from generation to generation. We must be careful not to put leaders on pedestals or to give them honor that belongs only to the Lord. Also, each generation needs to be ready to do their part to carry the faith forward, always learning and growing in the knowledge of God as the gospel is applied to each unique moment in history. God has given us our moment to serve and lead as well. Have you found your place to serve? Do you see that you have an important place in carrying the faith during your generation? Now here is a second lesson. This time brings a season of dryness for Israel. All of us go through dry seasons spiritually. This is not because we have failed or because God has failed us in any way. These times are a part of life for us. I have had dry times all along my experience walking with Christ. Some have lasted for a few weeks, others for as long as a year. The point when these times come is to continue, us to continue seeking and following Christ, because we know that the times of refreshment will also come. Yes, they will come. God will cause water to flow once again. We can trust that this is true for each of us. Now, sadly, at this point, Israel seems to regress in their faith and return to old complaints they uttered long before. We have to be careful that dryness does not drive us to disbelief or to wandering away from God. We have have to know that God uses these seasons to deepen our trust and to encourage us to draw even near to Him. Yes, with the death of Miriam... The people all experience this dryness, literally and spiritually. But what would they do with this time? Would they blame God and claim that He doesn't care for them? Or would they rest in God and trust that He would provide for them? Now, of course, Israel often shows us the worst response that becomes something of a warning for us. One of the powerful scenes of the cross that took place when Jesus was there was when he became thirsty. Imagine what he went through. After a long night of trials and a beating that brought Jesus near death, he was lifted on the cross. At one point, he simply said, I thirst. Here was the Son of God, he himself, the living water, the source of life, finding himself dry and parched. He cries out for water, but has no real relief. You see, Jesus went to this place on our behalf so that we might know the refreshment of God. We might know that the Lord will bring us water from the rock. God will bring times of refreshment to us. He will sustain us with living water, the life that comes from Jesus. Let's pray together. Lord God, we know what it feels like to be dry. We understand when Jesus cries out, I thirst. Thank you that we can trust that times of refreshment will come. Thank you that as we thirst, Jesus comes with living water, a water welling up to eternal life in us. Help us today to trust in you during these times of longing and dryness. We draw close to you in the name of Jesus. Amen.